welcome to the Soul Revival Church Podcast. My name is Melissa Poisel, and my husband TJ and I are the lead pastors here at Soul Revival. Thank you so much for listening in. We pray that today's message is encouraging and inspiring. Good morning. I am so fired up, I can't even tell you. I have not preached in months, not because of any other reason other than it just didn't happen that way. Um, so I've already told TJ, like, help me be on time, because I tend to run long, and I have got so much of the Word of God just stored up in me, I just can't wait to share it. You guys ready? So if you are joining us for the first time, we are on week two of our series entitled, I'm Him. I'm Him, and this series is all about the Holy Spirit, and TJ Lee led, laid a foundation for us last week, an incredible word, to help us to better understand who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the third person of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, three in one, all God, same God, different persons. The Holy Spirit has always existed. He showed us in Genesis that before all of creation, the Spirit of God hovered over the dark waters. The Holy Spirit led people that God chose all throughout the Old Testament. He wasn't in them yet, but he led them, and it was only certain people and certain times that God chose. The Holy Spirit descended like a dove upon Jesus when he was baptized, and the Holy Spirit empowered him and his disciples into their ministry. And the Holy Spirit is the very person of God, the living God that Jesus promised to us as believers, that he would give us his Holy Spirit living within us. So now it's not just the Holy Spirit around us and with us, but it's the Holy Spirit of God for every believer within us. And that's where we come at it from this morning. TJ shared Jesus' words when he was talking to his disciples, John 14 16 through 17, he said, he's telling them what's about to happen when he dies on the cross and is resurrected and ascends again to heaven. He said, and then when I get there, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. And we talked about that word advocate means helper, or TJ said trainer, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him. Because it isn't looking for him, and it doesn't recognize him. But you know him. He's telling his disciples, he's been with us this whole time. He's the reason why we can heal people and have miracles happen before our eyes. You know him because he lives with you now. But later, he will be in you. This morning, we're going to be talking about the power Of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to take a moment right now before I get going to ask the Holy Spirit into this moment and to pray over this message and this word. Would you join me? God, I thank you so much that you got us all here safely. I thank you so much that you have something within this word and in your scripture that you want to unleash and reveal to us this morning. God, I pray and invite the Holy Spirit of God. that's living within us to empower me to preach this word, 
And not only that, but that you would soften every heart, open every ear, open every eye, and that we would receive from you today what you want for our lives. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. When I was thinking about this, I had this very clear visual come to mind. Do you know the Gatorade commercials? The tagline is like, Gatorade, is it in you? Gatorade, is it in you? I was never athletic. So um, those are inspirational, but eh, like, I don't really care if I slam dunk on someone. It's not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> I never will. Uh, my son might someday, but not me. But I remember in the 90s, these commercials, and I remember because Michael Jordan was in it, there was all of these famous athletes who were at the top of their game. And it was this Gatorade commercial, and it was all in black and white. And it was showing all of these athletes, these, these incredible, gifted people, strong, training and working hard and, and sweating and bleeding and crying. And it's all in black and white, mind you. And then it progresses into, you start to see like their blood, their sweat, their tears are these bright colors, Gatorade colors, right? And then it cuts to this tagline, Gatorade. Is it in you? It was somehow this portrayal that what was in them, what they were fueling their body with, was evident to the world around them. It was evident to people who were watching them be successful and have victory and, and get gains, whatever that means. <laughs> that they were somehow faster and stronger and more fueled up for the fight. That they had more power, more endurance, more passion, more grit. That they had more victory in everything that they set out to accomplish. And the Holy Spirit gave me this vision for the church. He said, if we have the Spirit of God living within us, dwelling within us, do people look at us as the church of believers? And do they see the power of the Holy Spirit? Is what is in us evident to those around us on the outside? Is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives as believers? As Soul Revival Church, is the power of the Holy Spirit evident? Is the power of the Holy Spirit in the big C church across the globe for every believer out there? Is the Holy Spirit evident? And that leads me to the title of today's message, if you're taking notes. The title is, Is He in You? The power of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. 1 John 4.4 4 says, The spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in this world. And I just want you to let that sink in. When I was little, I learned this verse. And when there was fights that I was up against, because I knew Jesus, I would say that over and over and over. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And it gave me a confidence and a hope that God is able. And friends, I believe that the reality is that that Gatorade commercial should be an accurate illustration, depiction of the church, of what it looks like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We should run faster 
this race that God has set before us. We should have a greater grit and passion for the things of this kingdom. We should walk in victory and walk in strength and be trained up by the power of the Holy Spirit for the spiritual battles that are at hand. Our blood, sweat, and tears should bear witness to the power of the Holy Spirit of God living within us, working within us. The power that has been given to us by Jesus Christ himself, placed within us by God. It should fuel us for a life living from victory, not for victory. It should move us as believers who are walking in step with the Holy Spirit to move from victim of our circumstances to victor in Christ Jesus. Not because of our own greatness, not because anything that we can manifest in this world. No, because of the greatness of the Holy Spirit of God living in us. Greater is the spirit that God has given us, living within us, than the spirit in the world. And the world should be able to see his power at work within our lives. They should see what's inside of us. And they should want what we have. So the question that the Holy Spirit is asking us this morning, is he in you? Is his power working in you? Acts 1.8, Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere you go. Your life will tell the story and the testimony of Jesus Christ and the power that he has in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But here's the problem. And this is what I know and this is what I've seen all my life. The enemy is a liar. The enemy is a liar. He is the father of all lies. And he has come to seek, kill, and destroy everything that God has put on your life. Everything that God has called you into. Trying to take the souls of people to hell with him in the end. That's the reality. And he is a liar and his tactics are the same. They've always been. He lies to us to get us to be pulled away from the truth of who God is and what power we have through the Holy Spirit. We're out there as believers with the Holy Spirit of God living within us, but we're buying the lies that there's no hope. We're buying the lies that somehow we're powerless to our circumstances, victims of the world around us, that God doesn't love us, and if he did, he doesn't have anything good for us. We're buying the lies that, God, that God's not good. We're buying the lies that we are defeated, and we don't have anything in our, in our toolbox to fight against the things that are coming against us. But today, I want to bring truth to those lies that you've been held hostage by. I want to talk to you about the power of the Holy Spirit of God living in you. What power he has given to us. Why we need this power and how to access it. 
In John 15, 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, the Holy Spirit in us, will produce much fruit. Not might produce much fruit. It's a promise. If we remain in him and him in us through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will see fruit produced from our lives. And he goes on to say, for apart from me, you can do nothing. And I just want that to sink in. Because we strive and we strive and we strive. But Jesus already told us, apart from me, you can do nothing. On our own, we can't. But through the power of the Holy Spirit of God living within us, he can. Amen? And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. When we live by the power of the Holy Spirit, when we live and walk in step with the power of the Holy Spirit, we bear witness to his power at work living within us. We bear witness to the gospel, to the good news, the power of Jesus Christ that saved us from an eternity apart from him. And people will see and experience God and his power and his glory in us and through us. So I want to talk to you this morning about three areas that the Holy Spirit wants to empower us into in this walk with Jesus. The first is that he wants to give us power to bear witness to truth. Now Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Truth isn't an it, it's a person, and its name, his name is Jesus. And he wants to give us power to bear witness to the truth of Jesus in order to bring God glory. It's not about us. It's all about him. Remember, Jesus, when he said in John 14, 16, that he's going to give us the Holy Spirit, he said he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. He reveals truth to us. That's why we can read the scriptures and we can read the same thing in different seasons of our life and somehow something else stands out to us. It's because the Holy Spirit of God is revealing truth through his word in the time that we need it to convict our hearts, to convict us of our sins, and to lead us into the way everlasting. John, John 14, 6, or 26. It says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and then remind you of everything I have told you. This is Jesus speaking. So we don't have to be overwhelmed by the word of God. When we have the Holy Spirit of God living within us, we're not coming at God's word saying, I don't know what this says. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know the truth. He said, I'm going to show you the truth. I'm going to give you revelation through my word. But you have to ask the Holy Spirit to show you. When you sit down to read the word of God, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me today? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to see today? Holy Spirit, open my blind eyes. Holy Spirit, soften my hardened heart. Help me to see what you are saying and hear what you are saying. Now, I'm going through a lot of scripture today. And if you don't take notes, I'm sorry because um, you might have to go back. But 
We're going to go through this quickly. There is a lot, but I just invite you to take note, write down the scripture, and then go back throughout the week and ask those questions of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to see in this? Holy Spirit, reveal truth to me. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 13. This is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. And he's saying this, he says, These things that God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Are you tracking? Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit himself. Interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. If you have the Holy Spirit of God living within you, then you have the ability to understand what the Spirit of God is speaking. So not only does he reveal truth to us through his word and about who he is, but he reveals to us the very nature and glory and character of our God. He bears witness to God in all his glory. He testifies of the power of Jesus Christ. John 15, 26 through 27. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. We get to be a part of a, a bigger picture, a greater purpose. When we have the Holy Spirit of God living and working within us, we get to be a part of bringing God's glory to the world around us. That people would see him in us. That he, they would see his power in us. That they would know his love through us. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 7. It says, For God who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus. We now have this light shining in our hearts. We now have the Holy Spirit within us. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. What a picture. It's saying, hey, we are common, ordinary people. Anyone in this world would look at our lives and say, you're a common, ordinary person. But because of the Holy Spirit of God living within us, we have this great treasure that God has entrusted to us as common, ordinary people. And because of that, it goes on to say, this is what makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. It's by God's design that people would say, I don't see how you and your power could ever do anything like that. They would see God's power at work within us. 
John 16, 7 through 8 says this. This is Jesus speaking again to his disciples. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, this is his purpose. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. And that leads me into this second area that God gives us the Holy Spirit to empower us in in our life. God gives us the Holy Spirit living within us to have power over sin. The Holy Spirit gives us power over sin so that we would live righteously or right with God. If God calls you to holy lives, if he calls you to godliness, then he's going to empower you and equip you to do it. And that means that he's going to convict us of our sin and he's going to lead us in the way everlasting. Romans chapter 8 verse 2 says this, And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Can I get an amen? You are free in Jesus' name. The power of the Holy Spirit living within you has freed you from the power of sin. We, on our own, are sinful people. We have a sinful nature inside of us, and God knows it. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're on an even playing field at the foot of the cross. We all sin. We all need Jesus. If we weren't sinners, Jesus wouldn't have had to come to die on the cross to pay the penalty of our sin. That's where we start. Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 18. says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. This is a plea. I'm imploring you. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then, and only then, when you are being led by the Holy Spirit of God living within you, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit of God within you wants. And the Spirit of God gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature within us desires. And he says, hey, it's a battle. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So then you're not free to carry out your good intentions. He's saying good intentions aren't going to cut it. You can't just will yourself into those, those New Year's resolutions. You can't just say, oh, set out to do something good in your own strength. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses. Going on. I'm jumping back to Romans chapter 8, verse 9 through 14. Again, I would just ask that you would go back to this chapter specifically even this week and pray through it and read it and study it. God's word is powerful. Powerful. But you are not controlled. This is freedom, I believe, for someone in this room. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. 
And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. So we're talking about believers. We're talking about those who have stepped into a relationship with Jesus, who have been given by Jesus the power of the Holy Spirit living within them. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God through Jesus and his sacrifice. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit that lives within you. This is the promise of eternal life. This is the promise and the hope that we have of heaven. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. It's not saying that you won't have temptation. It's not saying that you won't want to do what your flesh is telling you to do. But he's saying, if you live by the spirit of God within you, you have no obligation. You're not a slave to the power of sin. You're not a slave to your sinful nature to do what your sinful nature is urging you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will surely die. The road of sin leads to death and destruction every single time. So this invitation and this power that God has given us through the Holy Spirit is to save us. Not just for all of eternity, but to save us from ourselves here and now as we live out this life of faith. But if you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, if you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The power of the Holy Spirit can break every chain, can break every sin and stronghold in your life. And the power of the Holy Spirit is not some mystical thing out there in the world. The power of the Holy Spirit is a gift given to you by your Father who wants you to win. He wants you to overcome sin. And so he empowers you and equips you to live the life that he's calling you into because he loves you. And he doesn't leave you to do it on your own. Philippians 2, 13 says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You might say, man, I just, I don't know. I just want what I want. It's just really hard. You don't know the temptation I have. No, friends, through the power of the Holy Spirit living within you, not only will he free you from the power of sin, but he's going to lead you in the way everlasting. He's going to lead you by the spirit of truth into a life of godliness and righteous living. He's going to create in you a new heart, transform you from the inside out so that your heart no longer wants to follow your flesh. Your heart wants the things of God. You're going to want what he wants for your life. 
you're going to understand that what he has for your life is far better than what this world could ever give you. The power of God, the Holy Spirit of God working within will give you the desire and the power. Someone say power. To do what pleases him. To do what pleases him. The last area of our life that the Holy Spirit wants to empower us in is that he wants to give us power over the enemy. He wants to give us power over the enemy of our soul in order for us to live in victory. Ephesians 1, 19 through 22 says this, and this is a prayer I've been praying over every single one of you under the sound of my voice, whether you're online or in this room this week. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. Do you believe that God is who he says he is? Do you believe that God can do what he says he can do? I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for those who believe him. This is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world but in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And that same power is living within us through the Holy Spirit. But we're living in a world right now, we're living in times right now where people aren't seekers of truth. People don't want to hear truth. There's people who have a relationship with Jesus, but their life is completely the same. Looks the same as the world. It says in the last days in 2 Timothy 3, 5, it says in the last days, people, they'll act religious. But they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Don't taint yourself by hanging out with people like that. That we would have a form of godliness through the Holy Spirit gifted to us, living within us, and we would deny his power. We have no idea the power we have in the Holy Spirit. Too many believers are walking around the same as the world, living defeated, powerless lives. Not accessing the power of the Holy Spirit of God. We're fighting spiritual battles with worldly weapons and expecting victory. We don't understand the power that the, we have over the enemy. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. And I don't know if I have this in the notes. It's a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Did you know 
that you have an enemy of your soul who's been strategizing against you, who's been seeking to destroy your joy, your peace, your purpose, to pull you away from your relationship with God. And this right here tells us, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, the power of the Holy Spirit of God living within us. So we can stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Friends, the Holy Spirit isn't a value-add proposition to your life. It's not a bonus to your walk with God. The Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, is everything you need to live a life of victory in Christ Jesus. The world practices other things. The world says you need to put out healing vibes, throw up some some good thoughts and vibes to the universe, right? You guys, this is getting into the church. This garbage that we are believing that somehow it's a God and this, this, and this. And we will never see the power of the Holy Spirit unleashed on the body of Christ until we realize that the Holy Spirit of God is everything we need. We don't need to burn sage and then pray to God. No. We don't need to cross our fingers and throw up some wishful thinking. No. We have the Holy Spirit of God within us. The Holy Spirit who gives us power over the enemy, who gives us power over sin, who gives us the power to bear testimony to Jesus Christ in all of his power. And here we are, believing worldly superstitions, knocking on wood, throwing things into the universe, believing the lie that somehow we can manifest our destiny. If we believe it, if we throw it out there, if we make a board, if we... No! I'm going to trust my future to Jesus. I'm going to trust my future to the one who created me, who purposed me. And I'm going to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm not going to believe the lies that as, as I'm a victim or I'm powerless or I'm, I'm defeated right where I'm at. We are in a spiritual battle. And I believe that God is so tired of the church fighting a spiritual battle with worldly weapons. I want to give you this image because I thought it was funny and I, I think it's from God. We have the flaming darts and arrows of the enemy coming against us every single day. And we go and instead of standing firm in his power of the Holy Spirit living within us, we pull out our Nerf gun, and we go, pew, pew. <laughs> We're pelting the enemy with Nerf bullets, and he's coming at us with fire. God has given us victory through the power of the Holy Spirit living within us that we can say to the enemy, go back to the pit of hell where you came from, and he has to listen. He has no power over us. We're not victims of our circumstance. We are victorious in Christ Jesus. 
when you pray, my prayers aren't better than your prayers. I have the same Holy Spirit living in me as you have in you. When you pray and you're praying for your family and you're praying against the strongholds of the enemy, you better believe you can stand in the power of the Holy Spirit and you can command the enemy to leave your family alone. You can believe that you can pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and you can break strongholds of sin in your family. In Jesus' name, not through our power, but through his. Not for our glory, but for his. He has given us power to live in victory, to live from victory over the enemy. And here's the key. James 4, 7 through 8. So humble yourselves before the Lord. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We have power through the Holy Spirit. We're not victims. We're not defeated. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's a promise. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's a promise. Come close to God and he will come close to you. That's a promise. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts through the Holy Spirit as he convicts you of your sin. Repent. Obey the Holy Spirit. He says, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. But if you humble yourselves before God, he will lift you up in his power in due time. So how do we access this power? You might be thinking, well, what prayer do I need to pray? Or how do I, like, muster up the confidence to be able to do this? And this is the key. This is everything. I'm going to invite the worship team up. I completely forgot. Sorry, guys. This is the key to everything. It always, always has always been about this word. Surrender. 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 Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. How do we get peace? How do we get joy? How do we live a life from victory? How do we live in the power of the Holy Spirit? Because you trust in him. And that word trust is interchangeable with surrender. It says, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Surrender is saying and accepting, I can't. I'm tired. I can't do this on my own. I don't want to do this on my own. Surrender is inviting the Holy Spirit to come and clean house within us, to have his way within us. Surrender is laying ourselves down so that God can create in us a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within us. 
Surrender is saying, Holy Spirit, lead me. Teach me. Train me. Holy Spirit, convict my heart. Break my heart for what breaks yours. If it's the sin within me, then break me down so that you can build me up into your likeness. Holy Spirit, empower me. Equip me. Use me. I surrender to your power and your authority in my life. I can't, but God is able. He's able to do abundantly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. All for his glory. And he wants to do it through us, through you and through me, through these fragile clay jars of clay. We never close a service without giving an invitation. And I feel prompted by the Holy Spirit to give two invitations, so bear with me. The first invitation is the first invitation that you ever need. And that is to step into a life-saving relationship with Jesus Christ. To realize that Jesus loves you so much that he died on the cross to take on the penalty of all of our sins that we could ever commit so that we would be able to have eternal life, the hope of salvation in heaven with him. And not only did he die on the cross and bear the burden of our sins, but he rose again on the third day. The Holy Spirit of God resurrected Jesus from the dead. The same Spirit of God that is now being offered to you through a relationship with Jesus. A relationship with Jesus is the foundation for living in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that there's someone in here today And the Holy Spirit has been speaking to your heart, knocking on the door of your heart, and asking, would you surrender your life to Jesus today? And if that's you, I just want to make this a safe space, and I would just love everyone to close your eyes and bow your heads. And I want to give you this opportunity. If you're here in this place today, when I count to three, would you just raise your hand? Not only because I want to pray over you, but I want you to pray with me. One, you have to know that Jesus, his salvation is for you. Two, when you step into a life-saving relationship with Jesus, you will never be the same. You will be given the gift of the Holy Spirit of God living within you, sealing your inheritance in heaven forgiven of all your sins. Three, if that's you in this place, would you raise your hand? If you would say, I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, for the conviction of our sins, that you have a better way for us. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross so that we would be able to come into relationship with God, so that we would be able to be given the gift of the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to transform us from the inside out. Forgive us, Lord. 
And may you see our sins as far as the east is from the west. I pray over every hand that was raised. I pray that you would lead them and guide them through the power of your Holy Spirit into righteous living. That you would surround them with a community of believers to help them run this race well. That your love and your kindness would pour out over them. And that they would experience you and your power like never before and be transformed for the rest of their life. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate with all of heaven for those people who just made that decision to step into a relationship with Jesus? Thank you for joining Soul Revival Church Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us to help reach more people with the hope and love of Jesus. If you would like to support our ministry, you can visit us online at www.soulrevival.church.